Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Now, this is an interesting one now, isn't it? Former Trump official is building a legal case against Bud Light. Hmm. Now, you remember, it was only about three weeks ago, Trump announced a wave of defamation lawsuits. He's mostly doing it for fundraising, and it's like easy victories he's probably going to have. Some of them he's probably going to lose, but, you know, it is what it is. This article is from Newsweek with a center bias on high factuality rating by Nick Reynolds. A former top advisor to the former president Donald Trump is gearing up to sue Bud Light's parent company as well as a number of other brands for allegedly tanking their sharehold value. Although the marketing of LGBT inclusive merchandise and promos amid a large scale conservative boycott, it's not just conservative boycott. I've talked about this before, gay people were boycotting, moderates are boycotting, libertarians are boycotting, it's more of a universal boycott. Now, I know gay people are boycotting on principle about it, so... Careful. As well as a number of other brands, read that, shareholders through marketing, large-scale conservative boycott of any brands who show public support for the community. But, one expert told Newsweek why it may not work. On Tuesday, America First Legal, an activist conservative law firm founded by former Trump advisor Stephen Miller, with a decent track record of winning, actually, published an open call for anyone whose shares in companies like Kohl's, Anheuser-Busch, Target, or any other LGBTQ-friendly company lost value to reach out to them to join a class action lawsuit they potentially hope to file against the companies. And I find it interesting that they're saying, this can't win. Why not? Missouri people filing lawsuits against Target for fiduciary uh, failures. What's going to stop this? Stephen Miller is a very successful attorney. He runs quite a few companies right now as well. He's not... I mean, it's easy to write him off, and you can tell this is actually a center political bias network. It's Newsweek. But what's interesting about all this is they did. They made a bunch of choices. Like, for example, at Target, it's a pretty easy lawsuit. You go to the judge and you say, hey, your honor, trans people are less than 1% of the American population. Every, every state has at least a few targets that are selling this tuck swimwear, targeting mainly children, but also men. Meaning they have printed, they have made more items than they can sell. Even though they can easily find the stats of how many people are trans in this country who would be interested in this does not meet. They've oversupplied for an under-demanded product. Basically. And the judge is going to be like, yeah, Target, why did you do that? Why did you print so many? Why did you get so many of these bathing suits made? You have more bathing suits made than there are actual members of this trans thing. Why is that? And that's just with that one. With Bud Light, I mean... You've followed the fucking news, right? Mm. So I don't know, man. We, we, we can act like it. I don't know much about like, the Coles thing, but... Again, uh, you, you can act like nothing can go anywhere, but if this does go somewhere, I'm going to be sitting with a big shading grin on my face. Publish an open call to anyone who shares uh, who shares in the companies like Coles, Anheuser Bush, Target, or any other LGBT-friendly company lost value to reach out to them to join a class action lawsuit they potentially hope to file against the companies. Now, here's my thing. Why do these companies need to be involved in politics and the culture war? What about these items demand their involvement? Quote, attention. Are you a shareholder of at Target, at Kohl's, at Anbev? Or other companies that are promoting transgender, 
LGBTQ and groom, I mean pride products, while diminishing shareholder value, the post asked with a link to the organization's email address, quote, we want to hear from you. And they have a Benny Johnson retweet here that shows Target's, uh, right here, it's 10% off, as you can see right here. It was originally $19.99, slash down to $9.99. So, massive cuts, actually. Actually, yeah, wow, no shit. Anyway, Newsweek has reached out to America First Legal, as well as three other named companies via email for comment. The effort, should it come to, uh, to fruition, would represent another act of lawfare against the embattled Bud Light brand which recently fell against congressional scrutiny for allegedly violating rules regulating advertisers of alcoholic beverages after a one-off promotion it did with Dylan Mulvaney, a social media influencer in late March. Yeah, well, here's the thing. There are laws against promoting gambling, smoking, drugs, and alcohol to minors. Dylan Mulvaney has done all the above, has promoted gambling mobile games, has promoted has promoted alcoholism to children, has promoted smoking to children, and with the lifestyle Dylan Mulvaney is living, actively, actively promotes and advocates for children to be put on puberty blockers and HRT and testosterone treatments. Dylan Mulvaney is a fucking groomer. And Bud Light paired with them. Bud Light gets what Bud Light fucking deserves. Pretty straightforward, right? Meanwhile, stock prices have taken a nose dry. That's putting it lightly. Anheuser-Busch currently enduring a weeks-long boycott over, Mulvaney over the Mulvaney incident, despite a long-standing history of LGBTQ-inclusive advertising, has lost approximately 15% of its per-share value over the last month, while Target, currently facing boycott calls for stocking merchandise celebrating, no, wrong, you fucking lying bastards, they, I've done this before, people listening today, this is not the first time you've heard this, and I'm sorry, no. Dylan Mulvaney's audience is kids. Dylan Mulvaney targets kids. Parents got involved. Now Republicans, parents. If Republicans were calling the boy boycott, Dylan Mulvaney would not have had a chance to get here. Now, with the pride products at Target, as you want to put it, no, they sold. They sold. One-piece swimsuits to little boys, targeting little boys, that was designed for them to hide their uh, their penis. You can't sit here and just write off like they're mad about them stocking merchandise celebrating Pride Month. No, that's not at all what they're mad about. The Pride shit didn't bother them before. The Pride shit bothers them now because you have baby onesies that say "Proud Lesbian" on them. You have kids' clothes that say queer, queer, queer. You have shirts that, call, that have little girls wearing, like, naked drawings of trans people on it. You also have Satan respects pronouns and shit. No, there's, it's not just pride merchandise. And if this is what they were willing to sell now, imagine if there was no pushback what they would sell next pride. It would get worse and worse and more degenerate. And it has been successfully getting more and more de-fucking-generate. Quite frankly, the left is a basket full of fucking deplorables. So let's sit here and boil everything down to a, well, you're just mad about merchandise. No, they're mad about a product that encourages men and little boys to be ashamed of their fucking biology 
and to hide it and to be ashamed of their masculinity and not to embrace their masculinity. Something that too many politicians and governments around this world are too happy to fucking push. All while promoting a depopulation, a depopulist uh, agenda. And the CEO of Target actively donates as a mega donor to Glinson, a organization that advocates and has successfully gotten schools to put in policies that allow schools to start the gender transitioning process without alerting parents. The same group also has worked to get schools to be able to provide abortion care to children without the fucking parents having to be involved till afterwards. And again, the CEO of Target is an active member of the World Economic Forum, and the depopulation shit is pushed by Klaus fucking Schwab. It's all part of a plan laid out like 50 fucking years ago by Henry Kissinger. That's kind of just coming under fruition now. So fuck you, Newsweek, for condensing everything down to a merchandise-celebrating parade. It's so much deeper than that, you fucking groomer defenders. Anyway, has seen more, has seen a has seen more than a 10% drop in its share price over the last five days. Kohl's, meanwhile, attracted a boycott calls from conservatives over the weekend after it was found that they began carrying pride-related merchandise, primarily a set of pajamas for infants acknowledging the LGBTQ community exists. Oh yeah, let me see this. Okay, the link takes me to a Benny post. Yeah, why do you want an infant wearing a shirt with a mental illness flag on it, essentially. And even if you don't want to take my harsh approach on it, this is still a flag that represents sexualization. It represents people's kinks and fetishes. It represents what people are into sexually. Why do you want an infant wearing this? Why is Cole selling Pride merch for three-month-old fucking babies? And if you're, you know, mad about this, you have to ask yourself... If, if you're mad that people are mad about this... You have to ask yourself, why? Because I think you might be the fucking problem here. But. So yeah, that, uh, that link didn't exactly change. It doesn't exam- It doesn't say, it's not just acknowledging that the LGBTQ plus community exists. Trust me. Typically, Pride Month lets us know all too well that fatherless children are a thing. And an epidemic in this country. It's the fact that they're targeting children with it children it was like you know i remember being a kid and anyone who talked about sexual things around children was looked at like a monster right when i was a kid the michael jackson shit was un- was unfolding well, like the round three of that shit right so it was like known that like, you don't expose kids to anything even remotely sexualized until today not enough people get the wood chipper you know what i mean but moving on the fury has even spread to privately owned companies like Chick-fil-A, which attract scorn over the weekend from some con- some conservatives over its inclusion of a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. The die cult. You're right. Because it's bullshit. And this was to be a Christian company. They betrayed every one of their fucking values and are implementing a Chinese-led ESG fucking credit system. No. I love how Newsweek is supposed to be center bias and they're just kind of dancing around details and not talking about it. No, there's a lot more to this. Again, the person they hired in to uh, push this new uh, policy through also is a Glinson donor. 
There's a lot of sketchy shit going on. But we have a problem. Chick-fil-A just hired a VP of diversity, equity, a- equity and inclusion. This is bad, very bad. I don't want to have a boy. I don't want to have to boycott. Are we going to have to boycott? Yes, do it. Boycott all these fucking companies. Fuck them. And also, little independent companies. Chick-fil-A is a massive fast food giant. I love how quickly outlets will quickly change from the stand against big business and big corporate man to little independent family-ran restaurant, Chick-fil-A. Get fucked. Whether Miller's strategy to sue companies will be successful, however, is another question. The strategy America First Legal appears to be weighing is commonly referred to in the legal community as a stock drop lawsuit. No, it's called a abandonment or neglect of fiduciary responsibilities lawsuit. But sure, use the layman term as if it's not the layman term for it, my man. Neat. The practice first <laughs> emergent in the 1930s came at a time the federal government began to require publicly traded companies to publicize their financial information, therefore allowing shareholders to dispute the information's accuracy or the company's aversion to sharing bad news about their company's financial future. Though, uh, through litigation, sounds like a pretty good thing. Where's the part where you make it sound bad? Oh, wait, was that the attempt? Oh, no, periods. However, at the end of the 20th century, Congress passed legislation in an attempt to curb frivolous, uh, frivolous lawsuits against companies that perform poorly on the stock market, leaving disgruntled investors with a higher burden of proof to meet in order to successfully sue. Billions lost in value. It's there. They got it, bud. And no, these laws were put in because during the Great Depression, it was backfiring because all these companies were failing one by one by one due to the government's economic spending and the absolute lush funds we put into World War One. You saw more and more corporate companies and small companies go out of business and publicly traded companies go out of business during the Great Depression. So yeah, in the 1930s, gee, I fucking wonder why they were putting in laws to stop people from suing companies when they failed. But yeah, continue to tell yourself, bud, that it had anything to do with the bullshit you just peddled. Neato. That's oftentimes the reason why such lawsuits are rare during 2020's hot stock market. For example, the number of so-called stock drops cases fell from 402 in 2019 to just 210, according to a January 2022 article by Law.com, largely due to the fact that fewer companies were seeing losses. Yeah, I like how you're talking about 2020. You know we're in 2023, right? How about you talk about the present day, sweetheart? Instead of using past numbers to try and minimize the effects of this current boycott against these companies. Again, quit using old numbers to try and dismiss modern numbers. It's that boomer shit I can't stand. But more recently, but more recent cases, like the like one 2014 U.S. Supreme Court ruling in a securities fraud case involving energy giants Halliburton, fuck 'em, could have potentially lowered the threshold for successful suits to make it through. Uh, dissentants, dissidents on the court noted that conservative Justice Clarence Thomas, based Thomas argued that decisions would lower the burden of proof uh, of litigants. 
uh, would need to accuse companies of dereliction of their fiduciary duties. Uh, look, you use the actual term. I'm proud of you. Ahead of a drop in stock price. Well, yeah. If you are a shareholder and a company is using your money and part of the mutual agreement is we're going to use your money to grow our company and they make a series and a series and a series of fuck ups back to back to back to back to back and then decide fuck it we're going to double down and fund more pride shit the very thing that backfired on us in the first place you have a fucking case and you should sue. Anyway moving on. And given that pro-LGBT brands generally proved popular prior to a boy to the boycott, according to public opinion polling, that could be a high threshold it's already been met. Sorry, it sucks to be you. Quote, whether it's a direct action by a shareholder or a derivative suit on behalf of the corporation, the plaintiffs will need to prove negligence, breach of fiduciary duty, or some other bias for, li- for liability. Easy. Anyway, Nima Radami, a former federal prosecutor, told Newsweek in the email, quote, It's a stretch to argue that the officers and directors violated a violated the standard of care moving forward with inclusive LGBTQ marketing strategies. I can see a judge dismissing this type of lawsuit at the pleading phase if a lawyer tries to move it forward. And we will fucking see. We have a problem. Chick-fil-A just hired... Okay. Yeah, it is a bit of a problem. As Chick-fil-A has, uh... You know, kind of fucked up and seen his profits drop. I mean, that's a fact. Chick-fil-A has seen their profits go down pretty sharply. It's not as sharp as any other companies, but it is a slow one. Jib Diaper, I've never stopped boycotting Chick-fil-A. Fair. But see, here's the thing. You hate Chick-fil-A because you're a, a groomer. I don't like Chick-fil-A because they betrayed their beliefs in Christ. We are not the same, groomer. And the last comment from, well, it's me, but not me. Um, Awesome idea. We need to immediately set up class action lawsuits to penalize any corporation that harmed their shareholders by donating to the Trump campaign, i.e. for driving away their progressive customers. It's pretty, that's a pretty funny claim, but see, that's the issue. You can't really sue for that. And even then, those actions are considered donations, not marketing strategies. And most of the time, when you get mad at the company, who actually donated to Trump was the CEO of the company, not the company. Again, you hate Chick-fil-A because you're a fucking groomer. I hate Chick-fil-A because they abandoned their belief in Christ. We are not the same. But moving on. That is kind of the end of this article. I wanted to make... I was surprised, right? Center. Center my dick. That being said, we'll see if these lawsuits actually go anywhere, if they have any real teeth to them. It's a little bit of an older article, but there's not much update in the way of this article, other than them just collecting information. And that being said, any updates I'll keep you posted has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to y'all later.
Hey YouTube, what are you doing? Oh, I'm updating my content policies. Wow, that's a lot of pages. Oh yes. <laughs> what about you? I don't see you working hard on your content policies. <laughs> well, here at Rumble, we try to keep our policies as simple and consistent as possible. Our policies hasn't changed much since 2013. Huh, I changed mine today. Really? Do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Yeah. One more. <laughs> this is a new one. Thank you. I'll block off my schedule. It's a real page turner. Oh, page 94 is my personal favorite. Okay. Can't wait. Honestly, YouTube, this is too much to read. Ah, my, ah, my pages! Sorry. Ah! 